Today on the show, we're talking with Deidre Shen from Cap Show. She's got a Because of My Podcast story, a marketing strategy, and wait till you hear about Cap Show 2.0. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. This is why I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you slap on a slash listener to the end of that, that will save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And of course, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And today I wanted to start off with a quick news item. And that is, in the past, I've talked about an app I use called Volley. It's really great for coaching, and I've loved it except for one thing, and that was it was free. I talked and interviewed the founder, and they did have a business strategy, but like many free programs, yeah, it's going out of business April 30th. I have switched to Zip Message. So if you're a member of the School of Podcasting and haven't been around the Facebook group lately, you're going to see more about that. But I do want to point out that once again, and Joshua's the guy that said, look, there are a lot of companies that charge for their service that go out of business. And that is true as well. But I've also seen more things that don't charge enough. And I've talked about this in my newsletter. If you go out to podcasting observations, for me, I think what they did is they created a really good product and lots of support. It was so good, but the problem was they said, okay, the features we have now you'll always have for free. And then they created some extra features that they charged for. And the bad news was the free one was so good. I, I kind of didn't need the paid version. And apparently I was not alone. So I'll have a link out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 872. If you want to check out Zip Message, that's what I am moving to. And today we've got a really cool, it's all in one. We're talking with Deidre from Cap Show. And as we listen to her, you'll hear a Because of My Podcast story. We're going to hear about Cap Show 2.0 is now out. And this is an artificial intelligence that you upload your episode and it then transcribes it. It really does everything but your laundry. And we'll get to that right after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deidre is the CEO and co-founder of Cap Show. And today we're going to talk about dealing with the mental part of having competition. We're going to sniff AI a little bit. And we're going to talk about how she used dripping to build Cap Show, but let's start there first. What the heck is Cap Show? Cap Show is an AI-powered podcast content writer, which is the fastest way to market and grow your podcast organically. And so what we do is you upload your audio file and in and now in 2.0 video file too, so audio and video file, and in under 10 mm. minutes, it will create a first draft of your title, description, uh, your podcast website content social media captions, email, blog posts, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, and it'll pull out quotes for you as well, as well as a full transcript. We, we're here to really help you amplify your voice and your message. That's what Capture is designed for. And so, you know, 
like if anyone asks us uh, to go back to almost, I'm going to keep circling back, but to that original thing around ChatGPT and all of that, you know, I get I get asked a lot, how are you different? A, it's the process, but also B, we're a specialist AI in the sense of we, all of the content that we create or Capture creates for you is anchored in your content, in your voice, in your message. It doesn't pull from the world wide web and just make stuff up, which is what general AIs will do because that's what they have to do. They don't have anything else to anchor it in, but we anchor it in your voice. So that's what we do. We help you amplify your voice and your message. So Capture was the first mover in this AI transcription marketing material creation tool. And then this little thing you may have heard of, because, well, the world can't stop talking about chat GPT came along. And we'll talk about if that knocked her off balance a little bit. But as my mom used to say, to make a shadow, you first need a light. And I thought it was interesting that Deidre found the light when chat GPT came on the scene. And so I was really excited when it burst into the scene. And particularly why I was so excited was because I was like, awesome. I don't have to battle with those headwinds of people not knowing what AI is anymore. It's become mainstream. Mm. You know what I mean? So it just makes it that much simpler for us to just get on and do what we're there to do. So there she is basking in the light. Hey, this is great. We've got a partner now in educating people on AI. And then she went to a party. I was just having this really lovely conversation with this really lovely woman. And the next minute, she kind of turns around and she like pats me on the shoulder. She's just like, they're there. And I'm like, what? Like, why? What, what's going on? She's like, you know, we all get competition. And I was like, what? And Deidre kind of jokes about this, that it was about two days that she kind of went into a little bit of a tizzy. And it felt like about, oh, two years. But in the end, she came to realize. You know, I came out of those two days of, you know, rocking myself in, in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, I came out of that with like absolute clarity on who it is that we serve um, and, you know, what it is that we do. And by better understanding who her audience is, she realized that's really not competition. To say that I'm not feeling that I don't feel particular things is also like I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to strut around and be like, I'm, in, in, you know, invincible because mm-hmm. we're not. And But we do have a particular type of person that we serve that is very different to the person that, you know, ChatGPT is going to to attract. We focus on entrepreneurs who podcast, time poor, people who do not want to try to figure out how to prompt ChatGPT and what to ask it. And, oh, I have to get my transcript here and I have to do this thing with it. And, you know, like they just don't want to deal with that. It's like, you guys just do all of that. They know that what we have built and the way that we have built it is for marketing, because we are marketers fundamentally. Um, so it is a marketing, content marketing platform. And they just have to make their, you know, tweaks here and there. And that's it. They don't have to do anything else. Um, and so that's kind of, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I came out of that knowing with 100% clarity. And so she focused on her audience and listened to what they wanted. And then they came out with Cap Show 2.0 and. I guess the the crown jewel, the the basis of it is this humane editor where uh, it gives the humans, the creators, the full control and flexibility around what it is that they want to create. So for those of you who have used Capture 1.0, and I know, Dave, you've kind of given me some of this feedback as well, you could tell that it's very structured. It, you know, time and time again, it gives you back the thing in a a very structured way, in, in the same template, let's say. That is software with AI, right? 
But we were like, well, how do we actually give the human the reins? How do we give the creator the reins? Mm. And so that is why we have the human humane editor, which is you can drag and drop. It's totally customizable. All of the blocks you can move around. Um, so for example, Dave, I know that you really love doing these summary, like these paragraph summarized things in your descriptions. You can now do that inside Capture 2.0. Uh, you couldn't before in Capture 1.0. So it's uh, it's going to be the way that you interact with Capture is going to completely up be up leveled. Um, the quality of the outputs and what you get is completely up leveled, and you can save all the templates. You can share. Um, there is a school of podcasting template as well inside of Capture that anyone listening to this can also use. So we are also really um, crowdsourcing from experts in the podcasting space. You know, what are their best practice templates? We're putting that into Capture. So there is a really, really solid starting point for anyone trying to create any of their content. So there are going to be other podcasters that do shows like yours, and you can look at them as competition and freak out, or you can do kind of what Deidre did. Obviously, I've heard about, you know, because people will be like, oh, have you heard about this, you know, new thing? Yeah. And so we've heard about them, of course. We just focus on what it is that we're doing. Like we, as I said before, we know who we're serving. We have so many of them that are like, I'm so, I feel so grateful that we do have a really engaged user base. Um, our Captovians are amazing. They're not, uh, they're not shy about giving us feedback, which is great because we then right. know what it is that they want. Um, so listening to them all the time is actually what makes us better. Um, it's not listening to our competition because, you know, they're also, they had to start from somewhere, um, whether that was, right. hey, let's see what, say, a capture or other something else is doing and that's our starting point. It doesn't make sense for that to be our starting point, if that makes sense, because then we're really looking backwards rather than looking forwards. So when in doubt, focus on your audience, figure out what they want and give it to them. But again... There's always a bright side to look at when something that might be seen as a problem comes on board. And it's validating in a way as well, because you only really get competitors in the space when they look at you and they're like, oh, these guys are doing something that's working. Like, we want a piece of that too. So, you know, it's validating. Um, does it get under our skin sometimes? Like, maybe. When they try to steal our messaging and <laughs> things like that, it yeah. does. But you know what? You do like, you know, we, we're, we're just always going to do us. Just be yourself. Great advice. And recently I have tried to make a concerted effort to stop saying the phrase show notes. Why? Because, well, if you're a podcaster, you know what show notes are. It's your episode description. But your listeners may not. So when you say links in the show notes, they might go, what? And so Deidre and I got into a conversation about show notes and I asked her what her definition of, oh, did I say show notes? Episode description. I've always been of the view that the description is there to compel someone to press play. So the title is there to have someone stop and be like, oh, this looks like a topic or something that I'd be interested in listening to. Let me learn a little bit more. And your description is designed to be like, how do we hook them? How do we create that curiosity to actually have someone listen? Our descriptions are really very short. It's like literally it's, it creates curiosity. And then if people want to learn more and they want to A, press play, listen to it. But if they're more of a reading type, then go to the podcast website content. <laughs> 
um, because that's where I go into more detail about, you know, what we're going to be uh, talking about, things like that. I, my view, this is my view, obviously, is that the description, I don't want to give too much away because I do want people to listen. So that's always been my view. But again, and that was what 1.0 was built on. But also I know now that, you know, it's not shouldn't be everyone's views. I shouldn't be ramming that down everyone's throats. So <laughs> that's why we have completely opened it up and made it fully customizable. So you can give it all away if you'd like to in your description. We're not going to stop you. Deidre is going to explain a strategy called content dripping. But I asked her about a previous business that she had, and she grew it via, you guessed it, a podcast. So this is a because of my podcast story that's going to lead into a marketing strategy called content dripping. I'll talk to you about sort of our core strategy, which I call content dripping, uh, which is really what Capture was built on. And this kind of goes back to, gosh, two to three years ago when I had, it was when I started my first podcast, actually. And I did that because I had a coaching business. So at the time, we had an agency business uh, that was doing digital marketing for e-commerce business owners, and then we transitioned that into a coaching business. And, you know, it was one of those things, I'm sure you know, Dave, when we launched something, we're like, yes, everyone's going to want this. We're going to be successful. It's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, reality hits and no one cares and no one seems to want it or anything like that. So when I was was like, what, how are we going to get the word out there about this coaching business? And one of my mentors was like, you've got to start a podcast. Like a podcast is the best way for one, to find your voice, but two, to also, you know, get the, like create content that actually helps you get the word out there. So I was like, okay, cool. Yes. A podcast is going to be the answer to all of, you know, it's going to answer everything. (laughs) Money will fall from heaven. Exactly. Just because I, I recorded something and I put it out there. And like all podcasters discover eventually, You're not going to get that first customer on day one or week one. In fact, it can take months and in some cases years, depending on your circumstances. And I asked Dee, I'm like, why didn't you quit? I Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely like I was very close. Um, Mm. I think I was in in a particular position where I kind of didn't know what, if I did quit, like what would my next it was the next thing, thing. But yeah so it was like okay well i can either kind of do nothing or, or try to figure it out or i could just keep going with this and maybe along the way i'll figure it out anyway if this isn't the thing um that i'm meant to do and how was she feeling about that time and so first of all i had to have that conversation with myself which is you know is podcasting the thing and when i asked myself well if it's not podcasting what is it how else am i going to become known as an expert in my space i was like well there's not like it has to be podcasting so I went, decided to go all in. I, I'm not, I was like, I'm not going to give it up. I'm not going to be one of those statistics of, you know, the people who pod paid. I'm going to yeah. go at it. I'm going to figure this thing out. And so, you know, I, I was like, okay, there's this thing called SEO, which I was like, I don't want to, no, I don't want to figure that thing out. It's just way too overwhelming. It's another really big book to read. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I had to put my big girl pants on and, and figure some of that out. Um, and so I did. And, and, you know, this, there's this thing called an email list, uh, which I also had to figure out. And, you know, so there were all of these elements, you know, uh, on top of social media that I was like, wow, there's a lot that I have to figure out. And there's a lot. And I mean, I did not perfectly, obviously. Uh, but I started figuring out, you know, how powerful things like a blog post can be. And 
And I started and, and, and how it can be found um, on search and even like things like a podcast website content, which I didn't have to begin with when I first launched my show and started getting really, really overwhelmed, um, you know, to the point where, gosh, I had, you know, I had people who were helping to support uh, me and we were all burning out. I'll put a link to the episode about overwhelm. It's schoolofpodcasting.com slash 871. I'll have a link in the episode description. But you kind of feel like this when you're overwhelmed. It doesn't feel like anything's working. <laughs> what are, what yeah. are we doing, right? And then um, I remember it was like months in. So it was September 2020. So that would have been, gosh, six to seven months after we launched. I finally got a ding on my Stripe account. And it was actually the third time that I'd launched our coaching offer. Um, and so, and then I was like, oh my gosh, we People are paying me money. Like, finally, what what's going on? And <laughs> so I, I hop on a call with you know my my new new clients, and I'm like, like first of all, best decision that you've made. Yeah. And also, just asking for a friend. But how did you find out about us? <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> um, and th- they were like, well, we've listened we've listened to your podcast. Wow, that's awesome. So you know, what made you decide to invest was like, well. I've been following it. You give so much value that it. I felt guilty for not paying you. I was like, mm. wow, that is so powerful. And then when I was like, okay, well, how did you find out about my podcast? They were like, I, some of them were like, I can't quite remember. And that's always a good sign because then you know you're kind of like the places where you, you need to be. Yeah. Um, but then they were, but a lot of them were like, I, I just Googled, I Googled something and, and something of yours came up. And this is why I say I'm not anti-advertising, but the number one way, the most profitable way to make money with your podcast is to use it as a marketing arm for your business. Oh, and by the way, just to close that. So that first month, September 2020, that was, um, we did over 20,000, 25,000 that month. And in that first year, even with like those big fat zeros, we ended up doing over 223,000 in that coaching business just off the back of having figured this and just sticking with it, just sticking with what it is that we were doing. And what again was she doing? Figuring out who her audience is that is so important and finding out what they want and giving it to them. And so she has a term for this. It's called content dripping. It is basically a system that is designed to get you discovered, get you played, build your audience and keep them, retain them. And there's two parts to content dripping, which we I call trap and delight. Um, we we want to trap with what we call content honey traps. So again, going back to our discuss, discussion about the description, when I'm like, it's all about creating that curiosity. It's all about how do you just compel someone to do the next thing that you want them to do? Like when you think about any journey that you're trying to, trying to take a potential client or customer on, the, what you're trying to do is just get them to do the next thing. Like, even when thinking about email, like the email subject line, the, literally the only thing that you're trying to do with the email subject line is to get them to open it. And literally the only thing you're trying to do with like the first paragraph is to get them to keep it. You know, like that's if you really chunk it down, like that's really how we create copy is you just, you, you need to trap them. Content hunting is in, in a nice way. We're trapping in a delightful way. And then we, and then we do delight them, which is with the rest of our content. So once they're in our world, how do we keep giving and giving and giving so much value that they feel guilty for not paying? Our content dripping strategy is all and how Capture is built is anchored in trapping and delighting. So when it comes to delighting, how much do you give away? I give everything 
away for free, uh, as in from a knowledge perspective. So yeah. I, I'm pretty much an open book on that. So I can guarantee you that like 80% of what it is that you say, even if you give it all away, will not be implemented. Like it just, it just will not. Um, people have all the intentions at, in a session or in a web- webinar. People will be like, yes, I'm like, I'm going to do this thing. And I've taken all these notes. Guaranteed eight out of 10 of them, probably even nine out of 10 of them will not actually go through with it. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so that's why they will always need to pay for something. Then they'll always need to pay for what it is that you have to offer because you can actually help guide them. You can actually, you know, give them the step by step. You can actually, um, you know, really get into the how, into the nitty gritty and hold them accountable to actually implement. So that's why I'm never, I'll, I'll give everything away um, because people just, they're just, we're human. We're just not going to implement all the things that we feel, that we think we're going to. We do need the help. So what does content dripping look like in real life? The podcast is the center of all of my content. I, you know, record my podcast episode and that's like the first thing that goes live, say, on a Tuesday. And I have a, a promotional email and I do a social media post about it. And basically from that, I get my initial listens, you know, when that when it gets published, get my initial listens. And then it starts to taper off and starts to die down a little bit, you know, sort of a week out. And then that's when I publish my YouTube video that is also based on the podcast content. And so similar thing. And then I, you know, I, I talk about that um, in different ways. I get, again, spike of, you know, it's similar, like a value content, just positioned a little bit differently and in a different medium because we all learn differently. And then that dies down a little bit. And then the week after I drip out my blog post. Again, different medium, similar, anchored in the same content, and then that gets a, gets a spike. But you're all this time, you're just giving, you're giving all of this value, and you're keeping people in your world. Um, and so that is really the basis of you know what I call content dripping. That's the basis of what Capture is built on. Um, and it's yeah, it's their design to get discovered, get listened, and be and be followed, build your audience. And if you'd like to take Cap Show for a ride, because she just listed a bunch of things, and you're like. How am I going to create all that stuff? Well, you guessed it, Cap Show. If you want to get started, is there a free trial? Yes, so you can try an episode for free, and yeah, go, give it a give it a go. See what it's about. Um, I'm really excited about Two Pro and and it's and the power behind it. Um, so yeah, definitely try it. And I will have links out in the episode description. It's hard not to say show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash eight seven three. Deidre, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're a blast. Uh, I do call you a grumpy old man, but you're really not. Thank thank you, I think. <laughs> She's always fun to hang out with. And the thing that jumped out of me of that is I think every single, if you're a coach, every single coach should have a podcast. Why, Dave? Oh, why? Because if you go to make a point, and you can explain that with some sort of personal story, they get to know you. When you deliver good content, they like you. When you do it on a regular basis, they trust you. No like, and trust. That is the key. And so I want to bring that up. That jumped out at me, and that's kind of what she was talking about there with when she was trying to grow her business. And I love the fact, like, okay, if it's not a podcast, how am I going to get the word out? And I was like, that's a really good question. Besides, I don't know, writing your name in the sky, things of that nature. And the other thing I wanted to point out was competition. And to make a long story short, I'm playing with a bunch of new apps. Right now, I'm using Castomatic 
as my main thing. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you're like, what happened to Overcast? Overcast is said, we're never going to embrace the streaming Satoshi thing. And so I started playing with Castomatic, which if you're an Overcast fan, try that. I've tried Podverse. I've tried Fountain. Uh, I just downloaded Pocket Cast and was kind of disappointed. I guess they're in the process of updating that app for the whole podcasting 2.0 value for value thing, but it's not there yet. But in the process of doing this, you can export your uh, current subscriptions from one app to the other in most cases. And I hit a snag. So I had to go back to an old app and to make a long story short, there were a lot of podcasts that I used to listen to and had kind of forgotten about. And maybe that's why they quit because yeah, they quit. There are a lot of podcasts that I used to listen to that in 2021 and 2022 quit putting out content. And I say this because in the same way that somebody three years ago had maybe some little, uh, I don't know, 14 year old is like, I'm going to go out for the football team and I want to be a quarterback. And then he saw Tom Brady play. He's like, ah, I'm never going to be as good as Tom Brady. Well, guess what? That guy finally retired again. And I think it's going to stick. And that little 14-year-old kid might be Tom Brady when he grows up. And so if you're thinking of starting a podcast, and unless it's going to be called Thinking Outside the Box, because there are about, and I'm not making this up, somewhere between 20 and 30 shows called Thinking Outside the Box. So maybe come up with a better name. But there may be what looks like to be competition. So number one, click on those shows and see when the last episode was, because a lot of times you'll go, wow, they haven't put out an episode since 2019. So keep that in mind, and also keep in mind that they may have a great show that they've been doing for however many years, and they're kind of getting tired of it, or maybe they you know, have the, the great joy of having a child, and then you figure out that they're so selfish, it's all about them, feed me, wipe my butt, you're like, well, look, but they do take up a lot of time, now there's a lot of reward there, but nonetheless... That podcast may take, and in theory should take, the back seat to taking care of your family. So if there are people that you're like, oh boy, this seems kind of crowded, it might seem a little crowded now, and then all of a sudden you blink and you're like, hey, where'd everybody go? So in the same way that Deidre talked about it, what do you do? Don't focus on your competition. Focus on your audience and give them what they want, and you will build that loyal, engaged audience. I mentioned I've been playing with different apps. I'm testing out those apps that are value for value enabled. You can find them at podcastapps.com. You often hear me talk about boosting the show. That's kind of where that comes into play. And those kind of things, not only value for value stuff, but we are talking about the future of podcasting. It's myself and Daniel J. Lewis. You can find it at futureofpodcasting.net. In fact, if you want to set up your show to receive streaming crypto, there is a video right on the front. It takes all of maybe five minutes. You can find that at futureofpodcasting.net. Coming in a future episode, I bought the Rode NT1 fifth generation microphone. It slices, it dices, it even juliennes, but it is a condenser. And I'm like, hmm. So I bought one because I've had a few people talk about it. It's got 32-bit floating. Yeah, that's what that basically means is you can scream as loud as you want into the microphone and it won't distort. But I'm like, hmm, are there people that want to scream as loud as they can into the microphone? 
because I, I typically don't think the neighbors would appreciate that. But we're going to be talking about that in the future. And of course, anything else you would like me to talk about, you can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. You'll see my contact information there. You'll see where you can sign up for my newsletter. You can see where you can go to my affiliates page. It's all there on one website where you can also subscribe and join the School of Podcasting. That's right, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. They say that imitation is the best form of flattery, and I'm feeling very flattered right now. (laughs) (laughs) So that humane feature that they added, it's humane with main spelled AI. Look, I see what you did there. All right. right. It takes takes a second, but... (laughs) Yeah. Works good in audio. (laughs) And if you're a person that is worried about making a mistake... Listen to what happened when they opened up Cap Show for the first time. Who still remember when we launched? It was like we had these like massive wait list and people were, you know, kept asking us, when are you launching? And they're like, okay, we're racing, racing, racing. Finally, it's like, mm. we launch. And then no one could log in. 